by focusing on, on becoming a better leader, it branches off into being a better, uh, a better friend and a better community member. It branches off into, you know, uh, the pursuit angle and helping more conscious pursuit. So I realized that that was kind of higher up the stream. Welcome back to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. My name is Mike Flynn, and I am honored to be your host. Our mission here on the Impact Entrepreneur Show is not just to inspire you, but also to help you tap into and begin to believe in your God-given potential and purpose. That's right, baby. We want you to not only be inspired, but experience breakthrough. And we do that on this podcast by interviewing incredible people who are using their experiences, their skill set, their platforms to have a game-changing impact in the lives of others. And here's the thing. None of these folks are simply sitting back, living a life of leisure. They have things to do, places to go, and lives to impact. Speaking of that, I was waiting for coffee here in Santa Cruz when I saw a young woman sitting in the corner reading former guest Patrick Lencioni's book called The Advantage. I had to know more about her because this isn't something you necessarily see that often around here. And she told me that she's on a journey with an organization called Live a Great Story. I share that little story, which ended up being a really cool moment of serendipity with you all because that's how I ended up meeting today's guest, and the organization's founder, Zach Horvath. Someone I had been wanting to talk to for a while, actually. Live a Great Story is a diverse and authentic community focused on inspiring each other to craft their own journey, be true to themselves, and make a unique and meaningful impact. This powerful community was born out of Zach's desire to connect with people from all around the world, Someone who speaks a different language, comes from a different place, or looks different than you may seem different. But once you get past their outer layer and start learning about their life, you realize that we are all more similar than we are different. In fact, Zach said, at the core, we're all people. No matter what the variable that we tend to stack on top of that foundation of being a person, like a worldview or an experience or a situation in geography, We're all just people underneath it all. Zach's mission is to help people be the author of their own story. And this is obviously very close to my heart, considering that my upcoming book is called Master the Key, A Story to Free Your Potential, Find Meaning, and Live Life on Purpose. Zach tells us that the daily decisions that we make are what make up your story. And that is so true. He was summarizing the power of choice there. So when we live each day with intention and don't let life just happen to us, we become the authors of our stories. I hope this episode and the Live community inspire you to take the proverbial pen and live life as the author of your story, pushing yourself forward to become a hub of inspiration in your own community. Because this is a way we can all make a profound impact on our families, our friends, and our communities, and the world. Yes, even the world. And all it takes to get started is a positive intention and a few kind words. So bust out your pens and paper, take some notes, and brace for impact. Zach Horvath, welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. Very excited to have you on and talk about the Live a Great Story story. 
<laughs> awesome, Mike. Stoked to be here and stoked to share the story. Yeah, you know, it's it's really funny. So uh, uh, up until last year, I'd never been to Austin. I had never really heard about uh, Live a Great Story or heard anything about your story. But I'm a you know being a podcaster, I consume podcasts a ton, and one of the one of the shows that I listen to is Mike Dillard's podcast, Self Made Man, and he had you on. And it was really great to hear about your mission and vision and how you got things going and and the the message of live a great story and the really just beautifully designed iconic stickers that are all over the place and uh, have been all over the world. And um, it's just a really a, a really cool icon. Then fast forward, here I am in Santa Cruz, California. I'm in coffee uh, line for coffee, and I noticed this young lady who's sitting in the corner and she's reading a book and it's got a red outline and a white, uh, bold white cover with a red outline. And I know exactly what that book is because I had just had the author on my podcast of The Advantage, Patrick Lencioni. So I go and I sit down next to her and I'm like, you know, here we are in Santa Cruz. You don't see a lot of people reading The Advantage at a coffee shop. So I'm like, who are you? What are you doing? Uh, and she's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a doctor of physical therapy, but I'm really on this journey with this great organization called Live a Great Story. And I'm like, no way. So that's how you and I got to meet. So I'm really excited to, to connect and, and, uh, and share that small world story with you. Love it. That's such a cool, such a cool story. And love how it comes full circle. Like, I think that's one of the coolest things that's happened with Live a Great Story is how it started and then has spread. And it really acts as this connector and this spark of connection between people. And so usually, not usually, but uh, often it comes around full circle. And it, you can see, you can kind of trace the, the way that it's gone from person to person and how it's spread. And, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if in the not so near future, you uh, someone across a sticker out in the world or see someone with a, you know, another sticker on there on their computer or phone or something. And then that'll happen again and it, and it keeps going. So yeah, it's, totally. uh, it's really cool how that works. Right before we uh, hit the record button, we were talking about how our stories, so much of our stories come from our family and our upbringing and uh, our families, our parents' experiences and the experiences they had with their grandparents. And you just you know told me a crazy story that your, uh, you know, your family's... Or at least your dad's size originally from Hungary, and they had to flee during World War II. And you and your sister and mom are going back to Hungary for the holidays, and you're going to meet some family that you've never met before. And it's it's so cool. And that will add to your story. It's like this just compounding effect. So I'd love for you to share with us maybe one story or one really cool thing that you really value and appreciate about where you've come from. I think along those lines of of hungry, that's something that I, I for sure value and appreciate. So when I was like four or five, my family uh, I had I was four or five, and then my I had another sister that's eighteen months younger, and then another sister that's eighteen months younger. So she was like, you know, this was in two thousand or ninety four, and so she was like a year old. So my mom, my dad, and myself, and two sisters, and I picked up and moved from Charlotte, North Carolina to Debrecen, Hungary. And that was definitely 
I mean, it was a crazy thing for my parents to do that for sure. And, but it had such an impact on, I think, our direction and how we see the world and growing up in another. I mean, it was, you know, the, the, like the wall had just fallen like not too long before that. So this is like Eastern Europe, you know, very, very fresh after all of that ha- was happening in the world and in that side of the, in that side of the world. And so I think that. You know, I, I super appreciate my family doing that and having that experience of being over there. I was playing soccer, so you know, definitely like ingrained into the like. Grew up. I learned how to read and write Hungarian before English, so it was it was for sure like a major part of my story. And I think really set my trajectory on a different path from like a very early age. Not not by personal choice, just by just by my family. And so I think it's really cool that. My my mom did that. I can't imagine doing that now. Yeah. You know, she didn't speak Hungarian. You know, had maybe been there one time, I think, and and they just did it. And so and and it it, it was awesome. And I've been back a couple of times. I have my Hungarian passport. And I was at Whole Foods the other day, and I heard some ladies speaking Hungarian. And I can't speak it as well anymore, but I can definitely understand it. And so it's just like a really cool part of of my heritage and. And my story and, and my family's story that I think has just been passed down. So it's a, it's a really cool feeling to think about that. And I'm like super... I haven't been back since 2012. So it's been about six years and mm-hmm. I'm excited to, to go back and see, how to, see it at all. How do you say live a great story in Hungarian? That's a good question. It's been a while since I've said it. And I, I, I regretfully can't pull it out <laughs> right now. At one point, we had a shirt with the logo and the, and the whole circle around the logo was translated into uh, 17 different languages, I think. Oh, cool. And so we had... It was cool. That shirt came from... I was traveling. I had just got back from traveling. So I just reached out to all my friends who were from these different countries and asked them to translate it. And so uh, that's that was a really cool thing because it doesn't quite translate the same. It's not the literal translation in, mm-hmm. in every language. So like in French, it's live a beautiful story and kind of different versions. And so it's, uh, anyway, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to relearn it. I definitely need to, if I'm going to be telling a bunch of people about it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Well, you can report back later. You you said something about that. It it really opened your eyes about, about the world. And if you had to reflect back and, and I love the word reflection because it means to bend back time and direct light or heat onto something. And obviously you were much younger when you were there, um, you know, as a kid, and then you've been back as a young adult as well. But when you think back about your experience there and now having done all of the things that you've done, what did it teach you about the world and about how blessed we all are? I think that that specific time, I mean, we were... The way that Eastern Europe looked in the early 90s looks was immensely different than what the United States looks like, right? So they didn't have malls. They didn't have... Like a lot of like fast food, they none of the things that like restaurants, a lot of the things that we kind of take for granted, they didn't have. And it's definitely developed a lot since then. But I think that that's one of the things that I'm grateful for is like seeing that kind of the difference in lifestyle. But it was still, we tend to think that we have it better here in the US because we have amenities and we have these, you know, this lifestyle and access to stuff. And we look at other countries from that perspective, but until you're in another country that doesn't have that stuff, and we realize that those things aren't really important, those are kind of variables in the grand scheme of it all. But 
the really the things that are really important, like almost every country has and communities have, and and you know, minus like the 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 really bad places in the world, which are war torn and kind of out of that spectrum of of real life. Um, but to kind of see that difference, but then also to experience it and you know, be a part of of that and just you, it was a seamless transition, especially as a child. You don't really realize it. But uh, I think that that's just like a cool understanding and, and especially going back and now having traveled more places, you know, we, I talked to a lot of people and they're like, oh my God, I like, can't believe you've been to Haiti or, you know, like, what was it like in Serbia? Like, were you scared? Like things like, and I'm like, that isn't like, it's scarier walking through, you know, downtown LA or, or like, you know, Chicago in the grand scheme of it all than, than being in Haiti or, you know, some of these other countries like you know, Lisbon, Portugal was like a really scary place, <laughs> you know, like in 2013, like that was the most fearful place. Like I felt most in fear in, in Portugal uh, compared to anywhere else. And like, no one would, you know, it's not hmm. somewhere that you think that. Why, why was people, that? It was really unstable at the time and their unemployment was like skyrocketed. So like nobody had jobs at that point because their whole economy was based off the Spanish economy and Spain was like, in our age range of like young adults, they had like 50% unemployment in, in the early 2000s, like during the recession or 2010. Um, and so now the, uh, the Portuguese economy was based off Spanish. So Spanish was like totally trashed and they were like feeling the residuals of that. And so there was just, it was, it was a weird feeling and you wouldn't expect it. I mean, you know, and then the other crazy part is that, Portugal at one point was the superpower of the world. So mm-hmm, like the, mm-hmm, the evolution yeah. of going from that to this was a pretty wild deal. Uh, and I, I think, I don't know. So um, when, you, cool, I think. when you think about all of the different cultures that you've been in, that you've been exposed to, Serbia, Hungary, Portugal, you know, Haiti, all of this stuff, and you take away all of the trappings of Western civilization, right? And you you make you put us all on the same plane. What are the common things that everybody shares that makes up the basically the universal family story? I think it's just it's just humanity. You know, at the core, we're all people, and no matter the variables that those things stack on top, that we tend to stack on top of that foundation of being a person with like of worldview and, and like experiences and a situation and a geography. It's like, we're all just people underneath it all. And, and, and that's really, I mean, so that's really the foundation of where live a great story came from is being able to connect with so many people from around the world that are absolutely different looking from the outside. But then once you start having a conversation, once you start finding commonalities, you, you really get to connect and realize that, even though it's all different, we're all like, we're all just people. Mm-hmm. And so I think taking that foundation and, and you can apply that, you know, culturally, but also in your own city, you know, you look at people and that person looks different. Uh, they act weird or they're, you know, and it's like, yeah, you might not connect with that person that way. And they might not be, you know, a good match for you to be a friend or to have a connection with or whatever but they're still like a person and we're all on the same plane for that. Like the mm-hmm. fact that we live in the U S doesn't make it better than living in another country. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, this religion versus this religion, or even like this amount of money versus this amount of money or success or anything. It's like, we're all on this like playing field. And the only, the only 
uh, scoreboard is how we're doing for ourselves. And so the better that we can do for ourselves in any of those playing fields is really like the journey. And, and, you know, that's why they say like some countries that don't have anything are the happiest because they're, they don't have some of these kind of ex, ex outwardly expectations, um, that are put on them to reach these things. It's like, you have food, you have family, you know, what do you do? Like, are you, are you alive? Are you happy? Are you smiling? Yeah. And so I think that that commonality is, is something that I always try, like that I always refocus on and, and thinking about even in, in day-to-day life. It's really interesting because, you know, having heard your story just recently about your grandparents fleeing Hungary after World War II and your dad being born in a refugee camp, I mean, literally having nothing, right? Except for the gift of life and the family and some, the care of, a, of another human being who is not, you know, related to them, but just created a place for them to be safe, right? That is the foundation for ultimately what ended up becoming Live a Great Story, right? So what was going on in your life, in your personal life, when you, when you decided to start the Live a Great Story movement? So it, it came from... The origins of it came from that trip in 2012 when I went traveling. And so the kind of the foundation of myself always wanting to be about stories and my story and figure out my story and and really own that and and embark on that journey that paired with the other people doing the same thing from different places you know and like having those conversations with people from all over the world and so somewhere out of that mix of you know hosteling and cooking dinner with uh, multicultural dinners you know drinking wine sauteing food uh, and and all the conversations that came out of that, the realization that we're all humans evolved and 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 kind of just became super clear. Um, I like really experienced it. It wasn't a theory; it was actual. And so, out of that experience, and 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 you know, having so much hospitality from cultures that didn't have anything near what we would say is our standard of living, right? Like you know, hundred hundreds of dollars a month in salaries and like their entire family lives off of that. Like that's insane. And yet you, they open their doors and offer everything. And it's like, it was just amazing. And then to talk about all of their situations and their struggles and everything. And so somewhere out of that mix and that trip came the phrase, live a great story. And so when I came back to the States after that, I, I pretty much just spray painted it on a wall. So I was here in Austin and I was trying to figure out my next steps. And, and I think that action is the best way to, to, to figure out what you're doing. So instead of just thinking about stuff, like do stuff, do stuff. And so I, I kind of was starting to do stuff again. And I've always been creative and entrepreneurial and wanting to like pretty much just build. And so I started building and getting creative. And I, I went out one night with a can of red spray paint and I spray painted got three deals. One said, if your life was a book, would anybody read it? Another said, do you have campfire stories? And the other said, live a great story. And it was just kind of that idea of like, what are you doing? You know, like, what's your story? Are you, are you living your story? And, and so the live a great story one caught on and people started sharing it. And, and that's kind of where it started back in 2014. And then when did you realize that you needed to formalize this, that you needed to, to actually take the momentum that was building kind of organically and channel it into something that was, I, I'd hate the word scalable in this sense, but something that could reach the masses in a way that really 
had the ultimate impact that you wanted as opposed to just being a piece of graffiti on a wall? Yeah, so there was kind of stair steps into that realization. So I spray painted in Austin. I moved to San Diego shortly after that. I spray painted again in San Diego. The same thing happened. People started sharing it. And so at that point, it really wasn't an intention of mine to build this into anything. It wasn't, it was, I was like, I was having a hard time moving to a brand new city and not knowing anybody and all the trials that come with that. And so I wanted to just remind myself, like, keep going, keep doing this. Like, you know, it's, this is what it's all about. So I spray painted it there in the, on this street that I walked by all the time. I was constantly, it was like kind of on the edge of downtown. So I was just walking by it and a big white wall, red spray paint. And so that, that started getting shared. And then I ended up uh, printing off the, the original logo that I had for it. It was just like, it was on my personal blog. And so I printed off Live a Great Story and I started repasting it. And same thing, it just like kept getting shared. People kept um, posting pictures. And it just started like kind of creeping. And so somewhere along that road, I just kept doing it. And, and, and it was really, once again, just action. I wasn't sure. I was trying to find a job at that point. I was working at a bar. <laughs> uh, I was like at, at a, as a host at a bar. And it was terrible. And I just was not, not feeling fulfilled. And, and so I'd get off and I would just go out and we paste it all around San Diego. Like I'd walk around at 2 or 3 a.m. after getting out of the bar and and just spread it and and put it in places where I knew new people would see it and it just kept spreading and kept spreading and soon after that uh, I think I made some stickers and and some buttons and started spreading those out and at one point I uh, my friend was like dude I think you're on to something here like you got to keep going with this like I don't I don't know what's going to happen but you should stick to this and that was the very first milestone of all right like this is something's here. I'm going to keep going with it and, and kind of see what happens. Mm. Every great story has several things in common. You know, it has some sort of an evil villain or some conflict, you know, that takes people off of the path. It has a benevolent hero. There's a guide that, that helps the hero realize their full potential. And then there's a crew or a community of people that helps the, uh, you know, a supporting cast, if you will, that helps the hero ultimately a, a accomplish the objective. So who have some of those people been in your life? Who have, who have, who's personified or an event that's personified the villain or conflict? Who have been some of the heroes and guides in your life and the community of people to help you realize your full potential? The villain, I guess, is where we'll start. And I think that the villain is... The specific villain, I'm not sure. I think that the biggest villain that I've constantly battled is is really the pull towards complacency and and the idea of like I've just you know very much focused on the mission of being myself and from a very young age of, of trying to figure that out. And it's always you know if you if you're not it's like the escalator analogy of if you know if you're not moving forward on the escalator this you know you're you're gonna stand still right like if you're walking up a down escalator you gotta you gotta keep moving even to to balance to stay in the same spot and so I think that that's really just been like a, a constant deal of like how do I keep striving for uh, like a pushing for a dynamic experience where I'm like moving forward and moving towards something and 
trying new things and constantly doing that and like very much focused on on fighting that pull towards getting a job or you know going to school I didn't go to college or you know falling in line with expectations or the the, the pre-charted journey it's like I've always made it a mission to really own my own journey and not try to follow other people's so mm-hmm. I think within that that's off the top of my head, that's the kind of the first thing that came to mind. Uh, the guide, I've been super fortunate to have a lot of amazing people that, especially early on in, in that journey of seeking out people that were further along the journey and, and having a more... At that point, it's an age, age thing. Like who are the older people that have gone through this, that have been there, that are doing... you know, That have done this. How can I learn from them and learn from secondhand their experiences and not have to go through it myself. And so I was able to stand on the shoulders of giants for sure. Do a lot of those different things. And there's been, you know, I, I even right now, like with with where we're at with Live and in the last couple of weeks, you know, we're we're figuring out the next steps and Kickstarter and in 2019. And and so it's like I wanted to ask for help from people. And so I like sought out and, and was truthful and honest and like, here's our position. Here's what we need. Here's where we're going. What do you think? How do you think about that? And so at some point it changes a little bit from, from age. Um, and then I think, I think at some point the, the guide, the guide also becomes that third person that you're talking about of like the crew of people. And so this, uh, the, the guide, if you surround yourself with good people that can, that you can be a part of a good group, um, then you're constantly being that guide and also part of the community with people. And so I'm like insanely fortunate to have uh, that community here in Austin and, and a lot of different places, but especially recently, like surrounded by doers, people that are, are building things, entrepreneurs or people that are creative or you know, focused on making an impact. And, and we're learning and teaching each other and asking really dynamic questions and questioning things in life and how does this work and what about relationships and how do you navigate the situation and you know just constantly like we host dinner parties all the time uh, i have my, all my sisters my whole family lives in austin but i hang out with my sisters all the time and they're really a, a, a major they are that community and also the guide because we're constantly sharpening each other we're constantly talking about how to how to progress and move forward and handle obstacles and and then we we you know, attract those people into our life. And we're, we're having a dinner party where we're having these insanely deep dynamic conversations about, you know, how do you, how do you handle a relationship or there's, you know, funding situations how do you navigate raising money and should I do this or not? Or, you know, where, what are these next steps? And so it's like this really cool synthesis of all of that, um, that I think helps from, and then, and then also seeking out and then going back. And then, you know, once you have that tribe going back to find those guides and, and you know, bringing them in, and then finding more guides, and and kind of that whole process. So it's uh, kind of a long-winded answer, but it's it's been a pretty cool thing. I think that you know the idea, one of those things I learned really early on is you are the people that you surround yourself with, and so like making it such a mission to be around people that I look up to, that I respect, that are you know great people that are on that same journey to support and to support them are is like such a blessing, and and I learned that at 18 or 19 and have like very focusedly sought that out throughout my life of surrounding myself with people that continually inspire and push me and 
definitely would not be anywhere near where I am now without, without my people. This episode is brought to you by the Lawton Marketing Group, a full-service advertising and design agency specializing in websites, social media, apps, logos, and more. Based in Oklahoma, they work with clients across the nation from small businesses to large corporations and everything in between. You can find them right now on the web at www.lawtonmg.com or call them at 580-275-2063. Connect with them now for a complimentary competitive analysis of your website. Just tell them the Impact Entrepreneur told you to call. When you think about those those dinners, those in those dynamic quest, uh, conversations that happen around food and drink and those relationships, what has been the most challenging question or conversation that you've been a part of or that has been asked of you that has also revealed a a surprising piece of you? I think the one a lot of what recently has come back is like the idea of spirituality and, and, and this other entity of sorts, whether it's religion or, you know, this being or this higher power. And like, how does that, the tying in of that into our lives and like the different definitions that we use with that. And then like the breadth of that entity and how does it, and and it comes, you know, when you start talking about, a lot of these like really deep topics, it kind of always funnels back down to this, this bigger idea, right? It's like, why are we here? Is, you know, what's the reason that we're here? Why are we doing this? What's the, what's the story behind it? Like all of that. And so no matter what train of thought you go down, um, you know, obviously in, in like social impact business or relationships or um, calling or passion, all of that kind of funnels down into this bigger question. And, and it's really the cool part is hearing other people's definitions of that and like where they're at in that stage of understanding it and then constantly ingesting other people's perspectives and then using that to formulate my own. And so it, it, it's, it's interesting to like that conversation and, and being able to have that with people, you know, like they don't want to talk about religion or politics, right? Like, yeah, ideally you should be able to have those conversations with like intelligent, emotionally intelligent and like intelligent people in general and be able to listen and hear and talk and listen in that conversation and find kind of that middle ground of understanding that that person's perspective isn't a wrong one. It's, it's, it's their perspective. They're totally able to have that. How does that affect mine? And like, what's my response to it? And, how does it shift? So I think that recently this ethereal idea and the shift of how people are living and moving away from maybe consumerism as much or you know dealing with social media and how we portray there and why are we building things and what's the end goal and, and that all of it kind of always funneling back down to this idea of a higher power is probably one of the cooler conversations that if, if it lets it flow into that, that can be That's awesome. a really interesting one. Yeah. You know, I'm, I come from a Christian background and, and I read a book not, not too long. I've read it like four times because it's like ridiculously rich. Like every page is... Um, every paragraph has like layers of just stuff that's truth. It's, and, and, and like 
truth recognizes truth and 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 principles are, are universally there are certain principles that are universally true and i believe and one of the things that this guy wrote his name is anthony bloom and he was he was a guy who also had to flee he had to flee russia and he went to the uk and then he ultimately became like a an orthodox bishop there and he wrote this really great profound book it's kind of like i thought it was going to be a book on prayer but it was like halfway motivational as well and but one of the things he said uh in the in the book is that he's like god willed you into existence and i'm like okay i believe that i believe that i was that god created me right and so if god willed me into existence then i have to look at everybody i have to look at zach i have to look at i think her name was kelly right in the coffee shop i have to look at the homeless man i have to look at everyone including the person that i totally despise or disagree with i have to look at everyone and say god willed you into existence and there's a certain amount of love that goes along with that that i have to give even though i might not necessarily have it to give so i have to call upon something higher to give me the strength and courage to give it right so i mean it is told me those are the kinds of conversations that really that's what that's what the stuff of life is you know it's not about how to get more instagram likes or like the best filter or it's it's about those deep meaningful conversations those are the things that those are the campfire com- conversations you know those are the those are the things totally and it, and it's just yeah i mean and to to be able to like i said like surrounding yourself with people that can have those and to oppose that angle and like knowledgeably contradict that in their own way. I'm not saying I do, but in general, people have different versions of that. And and so, you know, it's like, I agree that there's truth and then, you know, but like there's boundaries to that or are there not, you know, and, and so to be right. able to have a conversation with someone that's like, well, what about this? Like, I don't yeah. know. If you say that, then you might also mean this. So do you, if you say that, do you agree with this? And you're like, oh, I don't know. I've never thought about that. You know, and it's, it's yeah. such a, it's a cool thing to be able to do that. Yeah, because when you come from a place of, you know, abundance in the sense that, you know, what we're all, we're going back to your original point at the beginning of this conversation that we're all part of the great big human family, you know, that everybody should be welcome at the table and everybody should, you know, we should desire the best for everybody. You know, we should, we should want everyone to have the opportunity to live a great story. And to take the adversities that they've faced in their life and to own it in their own way and to allow that to produce fruit, right? Like I often think about, I I like wine. Uh, And if you think, if you've ever walked through the vineyards, the, the, the vines are just these knotted, ugly, you know, stretched plants, right? That are, that don't necessarily have super deep roots, but they all like spread out and they bind onto each other. And then you've got all of the rocks and all of the stuff that's in the ground and they're exposed to all of the elements. And, you know, they get pruned and they get pulled on and, and, you know, sometimes they get diseased, but, and then they produce this fruit that gets crushed and turned into juice and fermented and 
it's an experience that ultimately causes us to have community and to share story and to talk about the characteristics of this wine. But in order for that moment to happen, we have to acknowledge all of the adversity and crap that it went through to get the, the, the wine into that glass. And our lives are the same. That's a great analogy. I've, I've, I totally, I mean, it makes sense. And yeah, it's like what, like that bottle, when you put that bottle down, that bottle has such a life before it was set on your table. And mm-hmm. for it to get to that point, to be able to create that center, centerpiece for people to like connect around. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a crazy thought. There, there's a really great documentary uh, and we'll link to it in the show notes. It should be on Netflix or maybe it's on Amazon, but it's called Into the Bottle. And I don't know if you ever saw the documentary before that called Psalms, which is about like the journey of becoming a sommelier. It's made by the same people, but it's about like what it takes to get into the bottle. And it's a really fascinating story about really the history of wine. And every bottle of wine is like a manuscript in and of itself, right? I mean, some of these... Some of these really small batch wines that were caught, uh, you know, stolen by the Nazis and then given back to the families, and they've been stored in cellars for, you know, seventy years or whatever, and now they're being discovered again, and they're sold on market for fifty thousand. They're not sold on the market because they the wine tastes good. They're sold for that fifty thousand dollar price point because of all of the value in the story and what's behind it. Each one of us is like that, right? We have to recognize the value that we have to give in this world and all of the journey that we've been on all the way along to this point is all part of it. And one of the things you talk about and you bring up in the guide that you've just uh, talked about on Kickstarter and is, is the importance of establishing some core values, right? And really understanding that and exploring that. And you, you, if anybody's ever worked for a corporation, obviously they know, oh, the company's core values are X, Y, and Z, but not too many people take time to think about their core values that, that guide their life. For me, I have the five Fs, faith, family, fitness, friends, finances, and fun. Those are my core values. And those are what I call the, the, um, the, the bridges to personal growth and well-being. Those are those are my 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 bridges. Uh, so, what are your core values? Since we're talking about that, and why do you believe that that's really important and to, to live a great story? So, my core values are. I kind of think about core values. The reason I think that they're important for living a great story is because the decisions that we make the daily decisions that we make are what make up our story. So when you wake up, every decision you make throughout the day is what your story ends up being, right? It's like we're like our life is what we do. And so if you look at yourself, if you look at what you're doing, that's who you are. And it's it's kind of a an interesting way to look at it, but what you do comes from a reason why you do that and why you do that is your values, right? And what do you value? For what are your values, and that's that's what your your um, your decisions are are based off of. And so, if you can kind of you know you can look at your your decision making process, and if you don't like some of the decisions you're making, 
you can take it a step further and then look at, well, where, where does that come from? Why am I making that decision? Not only is like, I don't want, I don't want to do that. It's like, why am I doing that? And that comes down to the, uh, you know, the examining your life idea. And so I think, you know, for, for me, core values for sure are for sure family and, and friends and community. I mean, that's like such a huge one. And, and it's something that I also struggle with because there's, it's, it's a, it's a, such a complex value of where do you draw the line? You know, you're talking about, you know, um, God willed you into existence and he willed everybody else into existence. You can't, you can love everybody, but like, you can't love everybody. There's a spectrum of how much time, energy, you know? And so it's like, where do you draw those lines and like, how do you figure that out? So the idea of community and, and really diving into that is a good one. Um, I think the idea of, of pursuit is such a core value for me and the, and, and, and just striving for the sake of striving and, and really doing it for, for the journey and, and not necessarily for the result, but constantly reminding myself that there really isn't never a finish line. And, and that's one of the big things that I hope we kind of convey through the guide is that it's like, we're not here to get there, (laughs) you know, (laughs) there's no getting there. And, and, all of us can probably look at different parts of our lives and realize that when we got there, it, it really wasn't as awesome as we expected it to be. And so um, that's something that I res- remind myself a lot of is the no, no, no finish lines idea. Uh, and then also the, another one that shows up in the guide is, is no competition and, and that we're all in this together. And, uh, and so uh, supporting other people and inspiring other people and and being supportive and encouraging and and contagiously inspirational is 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 kind of what I say. It's like you're a flame, and and when you're on fire, that lights other people's fire and helps helps burn. And, and collectively, we can all burn together. And recently, another core value. I went through the guide again, so we built it. The reason we built the guide is because we wanted that product. Like we needed that at that time for ourselves, and I think we need it often. Is it's kind of acts as this pin drop for ourselves to walk through this flow to um, have a conversation and a dialogue with ourselves to get clear on ourselves because there's always external in- influences and and we get confused and we're overwhelmed and so we wanted to create something that can kind of create a safe space for someone to talk about that stuff with themselves and so uh, I was. Well, we did it, you know, I guess it's about almost five months now since we started the process of the guide. So we built it at the beginning and then, you know, took a break. And then I came back to it like probably a month ago. And the idea of leadership is what came out of that process for me. And I realized that leadership is, is, um, by focusing on, on becoming a better leader, it, branches off into being a better, uh, a better friend and a better community member. It branches off into, you know, uh, the pursuit angle and helping more conscious pursuit. So I realized that that was kind of higher up the stream of a focus that I could, if I could, you know, go above the obstacles or, or like the, the downstream of it and focus on something higher, that it would have an impact all the way down. And so, um, that's a, a big one for me that I've been meditating on for the new year and thinking about, what's coming up and and really out of that idea of, you know, I've been in business for 10 years and I've done so many different things. I've made a life out of trying stuff and, and, and collecting experiences. And, uh, 
I, I like aggressively pursue that of like, I want to, I want to push my comfort zone. And so a big part of leadership, I think is sharing that and like leading the way and also helping other people do that. And so for me, it's like, it's teaching and the idea of sharing my experiences and being able to help other people, you know, like be that guide for other people in, in some way or another. And so I've started writing, I've written pretty much every day for like the last three weeks, like publishing, you know, uh, articles on my personal blog and, and wanting to share stuff and, and creating that outlet for things because teaching is, is learning, right? It's another form of learning. And so um, I don't know, that's just, I think a couple of the, the main core values that I stand on. Um, I have like some, some kind of different ways of explaining them, like, like flow and, and um, like STLs. Another one I have is like sooner than later. It's like always just, it's going to happen, right? It's going to happen sooner than later. You just got to keep going for it. Um, I kind of, there's, on the spot slipping my mind right now. Um, but they're just kind of these personalized words. I think it actually talks about it in, in the advantage where they have, you know, honor or what, or like, uh, no, it was, it was talking about the, the, the janitor, right. Being the janitor and you're like sweeping the floor. And, and that was like one of their ways of defining the core value. It wasn't like, you know, selflessness. It was like being the janitor. So you kind of like personalize it. And so, uh, I've I've kind of done that a couple of different ways with with my own words and like made them a little sexier than these like kind of <laughs> big block like standardized words and uh, so you know it's fast forward three years from today it's you've been able to build upon your core values live a great stories core values and take advantage of all of the opportunities that are in front of you for pursuit for leadership. And you've benefited financially, but it's not just that. But you also see your people and the community around you performing at, at their fullest potential. So based on that, what do you see? And how are you guys working together differently? And what is the one thing that you did that had the greatest impact? This goes back to the rising tide lifts all ships. And, and it's something that we've... It's been really hard for us to answer of how can we... How can we focus on what we need to do as a company and and monetize in the way to stay afloat, but also build something that's meaningful within our community? And so, you know, we've we've started really with the foundation of making an impact and inspiring people. Like that's like the final. That's that's that is the eternal pursuit of live a great story. And so. Um, really, it's it's that idea of supporting other people on their journey. But how do we do that better? And I think that what we're finding out very, really, like very recently with kind of the new new direction or optimized direction for 2019 is that is finding a middle ground where we can like really work with people that we are think are awesome, and we can highlight them on what they're doing and. It's it's a an iron sharpens iron where we can raise awareness. We can you know help them get more interest. We can help spread um, what they're doing and the impact that they're focusing on or their mission, and do that collectively and do that with a bunch of people together. Because you know we're that's really we can that's really what Live a Great Story is about. Is if if you know you're on fire, then that inspires other people to be on fire. And if we're on, all on fire together, then that's a massive ripple effect. And that's why we talk about the ripple effect of, of the guide and, and what we're doing, because if we're all in this together, then it can have a huge impact. So I think the, the biggest thing that we can do now to, to focus on that is, is really just, I think it's, 
it's product focused overlap where we can tell what we're going to be doing in the new year. For example, um, our, our new campaign for about January, the first like uh, quarter of the new year is like, what's your story? So we're going to have a collection. What's your story collection? Probably be out by the time that this releases. Um, and so it's going to, it's going to be another like live a great story connects people. What's your story is going to connect people too. Right. So when you have a, sh- a shirt that says, what's your story and you walk up to the cashier, the chances of that person commenting on your shirt are astronomically higher than any other logo, right? right. Like most likely, well, what's your story? Like, it's just like a natural thing. And it, that's a big reason we do what we do is because it connects people, it creates a, a, an easier way that people can talk and break that social barrier, right? So within that, what's your story? We're going to um, kind of have a, a super aligned, a, a vertical marketing channel of not only sharing stories about the people, like we're going to have a photo shoot and a media shoot of people that we trust that are awesome and awesome that are doing cool things, sharing their story, um, highlighting them on our site, on our social media, people that buy the shirts, we're going to highlight their story. Like, what's your story? Send us your picture wearing your, what's your story shirt, share us your story. We'll, we'll move that forward and kind of create this cycle and then um, and, and really just creating that storytelling platform that is founded in a very fundamental like product focused mm. uh, mission of, of of selling stuff that helps us stay afloat monetarily but also uh, really moves that mission forward of connecting people and really spreading that flame of inspiration so I think that that's really you know answering that question and we've done a lot of different things and building the community and, and different stuff over four years but now with like a hyper focus on really amazing products that um, connect and inspire people, and then doing that with other people that we can really trust, know, like, and trust, and and do that together is is going to be really cool. And, and that's always been the idea. We just haven't quite found the right knob twisting of it yet to bring it to life. But you know, the better that we can tell stories, the better we can make cooler products that inspire people. The better that we can you know, share stories and, and build community. Like that's, that's the ripple effect of, of, you know, Mike Dillard to, to the coffee shop. And, you know, like that's how that yeah. spreads and, and it has really a ripple effect of impact. And, and it just, you know, every, every little person that it touches can have a slight, a slight degree of, of impact, but that impact can result in like really cool things. And, and so that's uh, really what it boils down to. Well, I predict that uh, 2019 is going to be an epic year for Live a Great Story, and and I'm really excited to be part of it. And as we wrap up the, our conversation today, I want to give you an opportunity to send people to where they can go and connect with you. This episode, wherever you want to send them, let let the audience know where they can go and, and interact with Live a Great Story. So the best place to find anything and everything about Live a Great Story is livergreatstory.com. We are going to have a brand new website in 2019 that I'm really excited about. And it's going to really act as, as kind of a hub of, of uh, what we're doing. And so uh, within that, the best way to connect is to grab a What's Your Story shirt. And you'll have the opportunity to share your story and, and talk about what you're doing and who you are. So we're going to kind of have this cool connection and, and media campaign around sharing stories. So definitely uh, livergreatstory.com. Instagram is a big place we hang out and, and we're going to be ramping up on storytelling on there. Um, YouTube and Facebook, of course, is, is also another, another spots. 
and definitely say hi, you know, tell, say, drop in our DMs and, and tell us about Mike and the impact that <laughs> people are making and, and how the connection has happened. And, and, uh, and let's, let's chat and keep inspiring people. We will definitely link to all of those things in the show notes for sure. Now, the three questions that I ask of every single guest to wrap up the conversation. The first is if you, Zach, could pick any skill set that you currently possess and turn it into a superpower, what would it be? A superpower for me, like my skill set that yes. into a superpower? So any skill set you currently have, if you could turn it into a superpower, what would it be? It's an interesting question because I always talk about like what's your superpower? And I think that each of us has a, a, a set of skills and life and understanding that we're better at than anybody. And, and that's really the journey is, uh, is us to find that because that's what's going to translate to people that we have to find that truth and that authenticity in ourselves. Uh, so I think really I, my skill set slash superpowers that are um, my, the best for me uh, are, are really ideation. I, have, I love my ideas. I have like amazing ideas. It's also a super weakness, <laughs> um, having too many ideas and, and, and trying to follow the shiny object syndrome kind of can be a downside. But I also think that another one I have is just trailblazing, and 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 I'm you know I I trust myself and I trust mm-hmm. my my route, and I really hone that and practice that of of really trusting that my decision making process and doing the best that I can. So somewhere in there, and then uh, I also am always best dressed from the knees down. So that's kind of my <laughs> my third superpower: yeah. socks, shoes, and toes. I'm 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 trying to trying to always be. The best one. So nice. I love it. I love it. What are three lies that we tell ourselves that prevent us from living a great story? Anything that has to do with other people's expectations or perspectives or judgments of us, because everybody has those. Everybody has like there's you know seven billion perspectives of each of us, right? And we can't. Uh, you can't use other people's expectations or expectations or judgments or perceptions as um, any sort of meter for ourselves. And so we have to, we, we have to found our truth in ourselves without looking at what other people are, could be because they're all, you know, very much assumptions or theoretical. And so any sort of external judgments of us are, are really toxic because it clouds our judgment of, it clouds our, our ourselves, our conversation with ourselves. So that's definitely another one. Um, I think that I'm not good enough is, is definitely another lie. Like you are good enough. Like each of us is, has that power to be good enough and, and, and we're never going to be the best at anything, but it's the, it's the growth towards that. And you're good enough to start and you're good enough to keep going. And the other one, let's see, I don't have a story. Most people, you know, I try to when I meet people and in the right situations, I'm always asking, like, you know, what's your story? Like, hey, nice to meet you. Like, what's your story? And so many times people say, like, I don't have a story. And that is just 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 not true. Like everybody does. And thinking about it in a way of of being able to tell that in a in an authentically powerful way and owning your your your, your superpowers and owning your failures and owning your your story and, and everything that's happened from that wine bottle and the plants all the way until the wine bottle right and the vineyard that whole thing is is your story and 
I think really investigating that and understanding it and harnessing it is such a tool. And and so ideally, we just encourage people to to think about that more deeply. And and so everybody does have a story. Your story is a great one. Everybody has a great story. Not only does it a story, but it's a great story. And it's just telling yourself that as best as possible and, and really owning it. Do you prefer music or or literature or film or what's your fa- what's one of your favorite art forms? I I like listening to music. I'm terrible at music, so I only listen to dirty rap music. <laughs> okay, so so we will uh, we'll, we'll go with music. So this last question is: It's a hundred years from now, and you've left a set of instructions for a composer to answer the question, to come up with a piece that answers the question, how will you measure your life? What would you include in, that, in those instructions to that composer? I think look at the details. It's, it's the day-to-day. You know, It's not the big accomplishments. It's not the overarching successes or big failures that it's, it's, Everything it's the day-to-day. I think let me let me pull this up real quick. I was re- I was writing an article about my family the other day and my heritage, and I realized that my um, grandparents, great grandparents, and my uh, my granddad had something that says, "A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches." And I think that that really comes down to the idea of of like. You know, how do you treat other people? And, and that comes down to the day to day. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's really I think that's a good one. And and you know, how how do you handle the struggles and the obstacles and and within that the biggest part of that is the people. So awesome. Well, Zach Horvath, thank you so much for joining us on the Impact Entrepreneur Show and sharing your great story with us. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Thank you to this week's guest and thank you for listening. If you missed any of the key points and highlights from my conversation, we've got you covered over at theimpactentrepreneur.net forward slash podcast for show notes to each and every episode. And while you are there, check out Flynn Wealth Strategies and Insurance Solutions. You can do that by visiting flynnwealthstrategies.com. The Lot Marketing Group and the Podcast Masters. We could not do this show without them and with all of their support. Now, until next time, go make an impact.